Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. You know, it's just been so fun. You know, as I'm talking to these couples, like I said, I feel myself kind of getting giddy and feeling like a little schoolgirl, kind of like, oh my gosh, do they like me? You know, <laughs> and it's just fun. I'm really looking forward to having an experience with a couple. You guys know I've wanted to have a threesome for, well, since I started this. God, I want to feel that chemistry and that connection and that just the fucking crazy, amazing hot sex. And there's just something about that dynamic for me that does it. And I want that I get wet for it. My pussy drips for it. I just love it. And I've been very good about, you know, not trying to jump into anything that wasn't a good match. My ideal right now would be a BDSM partner, a couple, and maybe one or two fun guys that I can play with and have fun. This is a vanilla world. Podcast does not fit neatly in that box, but I think it's important and it's vital and we all need to play a small part in pushing forward the normality of sex that doesn't just fit into one single little category. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Did you guys have a wonderful Christmas? I sure hope so. I think we all deserved it. We've all had a good long year. We deserve the fun times with friends and family, and I hope it was enjoyable for everybody. This has just been a great December for me. I think there's so much happening, so much coming together. This is the start of my seventh year, seventh season. I'm just working on all kinds of new things, growing the private podcast, making it more of a community where there's private calls and just a whole lot more content. So I'm building that out. Hopefully I can get that rolled out coming in January or early February. So hang tight on that one, guys. You know, it just feels like things are in the right spot. I finally got on after a long time of being told about it. I don't know why I was resistant. I'm just sort of one of those when I get into a pattern, I sort of stick with it. I'm kind of like an old dog, you know, it's like, you can teach me new tricks, but I'm pretty like sometimes get stuck in my ways or stuck in a rut rather would probably be the best way to put it. And lately I've been feeling like the the hookup sites and things and apps that I've been using are just getting a little tired. Like the quality of people aren't as great. So I finally took the plunge and joined Field, which is a new app. It's a new app for me rather. It's not a new app, but it's been out there for a while. I've heard great things about it. So I finally got on there and it's it's so much fun to be on a new app because you just boom match with, I mean, there's like a hundred, no, there's like 200 people that have already basically want to match with me. And I'm like, whoa, you know, just blown away. Now, some of those people are farther out than I would like. I really prefer people close and local, but it's also more of kind of an alternative app where 
It's more for people in the lifestyle, people looking, you know, couples looking for thirds, even, you know, and singles looking for other singles, but there's just a whole wide variety of people on there. And so I just feel like it's, um, it's got a lot of good potential and I'm really enjoying the people that I am talking with right now. Although I'm, I'll admit I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm trying to keep everybody straight, keep everything organized going through all my meet and greets and meeting people and getting to know them and feeling that fun little spark. I love that. It's, it's a lot of fun. The most interesting component for me of this is I'm seriously zeroing in on couples right now. And I've had a couple video calls with couples and it's so interesting. There's just this one couple in particular that I feel like I'm I'm curious about both of them. Like for the first time, it's really exciting. I kind of feel like I'm crushing on two people at once. This is so different and so new for me. And I'm, I'm like, wow. Okay. I guys, I just love it when I find something new, a new caveat, uh, something to expand my sexuality and what that encompasses. I mean, this is what to me, this is all about. And so it's so it's just exciting. I feel when you stumble on these new things and these new little triggers for your in your life, it's just like it reminds you of being a kid again when you were just more open to things and everything was new and interesting. And that's kind of what I love about being, I guess, I hate the word sex positive because it's so generic, but that's what I love about being sex positive is that, you know, you're just open to things. Not everything is going to fit, but when there's so much out there to explore, for me to stay stuck in one modality of sexuality, which would be when I'm saying modality, that would be, you know, just a committed monogamous relationship and expecting that that same person is going to fulfill all my needs between now and the end of days, you know, that's a typical model. And it does, I think it's some, I think a few people, it's a good model for them. But for most people, I don't believe that works. And for the people that are in it, they're not happy. They just don't want to admit that it doesn't work. (laughs) Because if you admit that it doesn't work, then you got to try to find what the solution is. And nobody's out there really talking about the solution. Now, there's this groundswell of I, that I see going on, the whole ethical non-monogamy movement, which I'm so grateful and thankful for. I think that hopefully over time, you know, it may take 10, 20 years, whatever, we're going to start to see that be a more realistic model, I think, for committed relationships. I don't feel like you have to be monogamous to have a good relationship. You can still have a committed relationship with non-monogamy. So I'm excited to start exploring that. And it was just, you know, it's just been so funny. As I'm talking to these couples, like I said, I feel myself kind of getting giddy and feeling like a little schoolgirl, kind of like, oh my gosh, do they like me? You know, <laughs> and it's just fun. I, I'm loving the energy and I'm also really loving seeing these fantastic examples of loving non-monogamous couples, people that just really, really love each other, want each other, want the best for each other, and also can put aside the jealousy aspect, which to me is so interesting because, you know, I haven't really had that tested. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's been partners along the way where I felt like I could do that with them. And 
Uh, Mr. Big and I pretty much do that, except for it's really one-sided. It's all about me. And that's, he's fine with that. He could go, he could go out and do whatever he wants. And I would actually, and I'm okay with that too, but it's, it is weird. There's this small little piece of me that kind of really has seen, I'm going to do that, which I do want to do one day. I want a primary partner and I want to be able to practice ethical non-monogamy. It really takes a lot of trust and it's going to take, you know, and I have no doubt that through that process, if I really, really jump in with both feet, that I will have some insecurities. So, and, and there'll be things that come up, things that I didn't expect. And I just love having these, talking to these great couples that have been doing this for a while that they're just solid. And it's so, gosh, I just admire it so much. I mean, I, I look at the way they love each other and the way they're fun and sexual and playful with each other over the long haul, you know, and they're still doing the traditional family model, but their sex life is so expansive. And I think that's how it should be. I just really, really want to get to that myself. But before I do, I'm really looking forward to having an experience with a couple. You guys know I've wanted to have a threesome for, well, since I started this. And now that this is the start of my officially, this is the start of my seventh year, lucky seven. Lucky seven is going to make it happen for me. This is going to be the year, guys, when I finally knock that off my bucket list. I am so, so close. There is, I just cannot see a way that I can't make it happen. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's possible, you know, if a couple doesn't click with me, it has to be a two-way thing. And it is a little more challenging because now I have two people that have to like me equally and not just, you know, one, not just one person. One person, I I think it's a lot easier. When you get into these multi-dynamics, like I really don't even understand how, how couples find other couples. (laughs) That's just... The more people you add to the mix, I think the difficulty, the potential for the difficulty goes up exponentially. It's not just like, okay, now it's a one to three ratio. It's everybody's equally, it makes it equally difficult, a third and a third and a third. We're all sharing the, you know, the the difficult responsibility here. No, I think it just, like I said, it goes up exponentially. So I'm just feeling very lucky right now. I'm feeling like I'm talking to some great, just sexy couples. And I feel like I would love to be a part of an experience with them. And hopefully, you know, a long-term relationship can emerge with, with a couple and I can, you know, and I can always have tap into that wonderful aspect and in that, that dynamic, you know, without having to be part of the primary partnership. So Yes, we'll see where that goes. I'm still, guys, I'm still not wanting to go down on a woman, but I just feel like that is probably going to change as soon as I'm really comfortable and maybe had a few encounters. Then I'll just be like a muff diver. I don't don't know. I know that sounds kind of silly, right? I'm so so childish of me, right? I still have, I revert to like a 12 year old when when I think about going down on a woman. That's where my mind goes. It's like, no, <laughs> which is so stupid uh, because obviously I have a vagina. And uh, speaking of which, my vagina is super horny right now. I'm about ready to start my period. When I get my, when I'm right before my period, so fucking horny. It's unbelievable. Like I cannot wait to, as soon as I'm done with this recording, this episode guaranteed I'm beelining it and I'm going to go masturbate. <laughs> 
No doubt about it. And talking to all these hot, sexy people too, that just gets my gets my juices flowing. My phone is constantly blowing up. I feel bad. It's hard to keep up with everybody when you, like I said, this is not me patting myself on the back, by the way, guys. When you get on a new app and you're a new person, especially a female, it's you just get flooded. And I feel badly because I feel like I'm probably, you know, there's this, I don't want to miss out. So I try to chat with everybody because I they reach out to you. You don't want them to think you're not interested. You want to be able to chat and be open and all that stuff. And and you don't want to, you know, you got to strike when the iron's hot. You don't want somebody losing interest in you and thinking, or just thinking you're a flake. And there's, it's weird. There's all these, you know, there's, there's all this weird stuff to fight against too, when you're a single female, because a lot of these apps are littered with women who are not actually looking for dating. They're looking for guys to buy their premium content on OnlyFans or, you know, their premium snap or whatever, you know, all the stuff that they have going on that, and that, you know, that they're, this is a, this is a marketing avenue for them. Well, I'm not marketing to anybody, but you know, when you look at my profile, I could give off the impression of being someone that is, I guess. So I'm always kind of fighting against that perception somewhat. And people are always a tiny, you know, a hair skeptical. I always try to do the best I can to squash that concern ASAP. But sometimes I go back and forth with people on it, like this one guy right now, and it's kind of bugging me. I'm like, look, and I have a, and you know what? I, I'm telling you, let's see where this goes. I have a vibe. I have a married, married guy vibe from this guy. Like something's just making my spidey sense tingle and I don't trust him. So I probably should even, you know, the second I feel that I should just trust my gut. I don't know if I've ever been wrong. I've been wrong and just didn't catch it, but I've never been wrong when I caught it. So or started to think like this, something's off here. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on this one guy in particular. He just, something about his profile to me screams, I'm a cheater. <laughs> and I will be, if, if so, I will be blocking him. But so now let's get into like the single guys. This is just really, really fun. And they're so, I'm, I'm getting more, year seven is me being more open as well. So I'm doing a couple things. I'm going a little younger than I normally would. I'm going, just going to give it a shot. Why not? I mean, if the worst thing is I pick up very quickly on maybe a meet and greet, like, no, this guy's just not mature enough, or I can't see my way to it, whatever. I'm, I always up to this point, there's like a cutoff for me. And I, if you're below that age, it's like, nope, sorry. Just too young, too young, too young, too young. Well, now I'm just getting a little more liberal, I think. I'm just gonna, I'm just, like I said, I'm feeling kind of like, I think this app is really sort of refreshed my interest in being persistent and consistent with meeting people. It's just sort of, I don't know, I like it. I'm I have I'm gonna sing this app's praises. It's it's F-E-E-L-E-D field, I guess that's what you call it. And I am enjoying it. I'm loving it. So hopefully we'll see how things pan out. But I mean, some of these guys, you know, I've already had a few meet and greets already. I mean, I'm it's been fun. I've already had a couple catfish me. <laughs> and that that's fine because I catch those on the video chats. That's that's why I do it. I don't understand, guys. I just I'll say it probably till I'm blue in the face. If you're on a dating app and of any kind, whether it's a hookup app, whatever it is, just represent yourself the way you are. If you're older than the, than your pictures or 
you know, don't lie about your age. Don't put up pictures that aren't representational of your age. And also don't put up pictures that aren't representational of your current body type. If you've gained a few pounds, that's fine. Be honest about it. I just find that people, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand that mentality and why people do it, but it's awkward. And you put the other person in an awkward position to have to sit there and be polite for a little bit and then get off quickly. Like they're, This is a, if you're going to be casual with someone and it's going to be about sex, there has to be a sexual attraction. That's the key word right there, attraction. And some men are not attracted to me. That's fine. I won't even know that. Hopefully I don't have to know that because they're going to, you know, I don't have to know how many guys, I guess, don't swipe right or left or whatever the fuck, you know, it it just, because I put up an accurate representation of me. I put up a profile that tries to capture who I am so that they can make an educated decision about reaching out. And then the ones that aren't, don't find me attractive. I don't worry about it. You know, nobody is showing up meeting with me going, damn. Okay. Well, boy, that's disappointing. Those pictures made you look totally different. And I thought I was getting A and instead you roll in and I'm getting B. (laughs) That doesn't happen. I don't have people telling me that. And I don't have people that after we do a video call, don't want to meet with me. That's just been my luck. And again, I think it's because my profile is set up properly and I'm weeding out people that just, I don't, I'm not their match. You know, I, I, I I don't get it guys. I'm going to, if you're on an app, just make sure you update your pictures, make sure you're honest. It's just no need for creepy, weird bait and switch bullshit. People will figure it out. And it's just, you're not going to be successful. Now I do feel bad for guys because like I said, I know that on these apps, even like the app, I'm this new app, this field app, I've been already told by the guys, like it's same thing, kind of like a nine to one. And that's why, you know, nine to one males to females, or maybe eight, you know, eight to two ratio, something like that. But it's more men. And let's face it, men are more horny (laughs) than women. I think I, I, I don't think that's a shocking fact, but there, there's a lot of guys and therefore I get bombarded and flooded. And it, we, the women, I don't think have to work as hard, but what the men are working hard against is trying to weed out the potential. You know, if they're looking for hookups, they're not wanting to, or hookups or relationships or whatever it is they're after. Generally, they're not going on a dating app to try to find somebody's only fan account that they can jo- join and pay money for. That's not what they're on there for. And it just pisses them off. And then I get to deal with the repercussions or the blowback because guys are looking at me going, oh, you know, they don't really know what to make if I'm a, if I'm doing the same too, if I'm trying to sell content No, <laughs> So, but, so I'm going younger guys. I'm going dun, 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 a little shorter, not shorter than me, <laughs> but I've caught flack for years about my height requirement. Like you got to be six, two or taller. I think I'm going to lower it like the six, one, maybe six foot and a half. We'll see. I'm just being a little more liberal right now. I'm trying. It takes me a while, but eventually you can expand my mind. Here's the thing though. I don't know if that's going to work. I really don't. I mean, my little primitive lizard brain is like, I want, it's like, I want the the biggest, baddest, most manly motherfucker. You know, (laughs) I love that. That just turns me on like a man. And for some reason, 
that's associated with height. Now, I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. If I had to guess, I, I don't have a PhD in psychology, but if I had to guess, I would say that's probably because the men in my family tend to be taller. You know, my dad is tall. My grandpa was tall. You know, it's like, I like tall men. And actually, both my grandfathers were tall. So it's it's like, I just think that that's probably where it comes from. That something about seeing that, that height, you know, male to female height ratio, when I was growing up, it probably is just something that's kind of seared in there. I don't know. But Man, I love it. I mean, I just, I just love the tall ones. Oh gosh, yes, I love the tall ones. It just, there's a feeling I get from it that I can't get from somebody that's my height. But like I said, I'm, I'm willing to be flexible on that because it's just one little characteristic, and I've held on to it. I've been trying to, I've been living and dying on that hill for quite a while, and I'm willing to give it a little bit more leeway. So let's see what happens if I find, you know, I mean, if you're you're six one and you have my dick type. <laughs> you're six one, but your dick is six six. Yes. <laughs> we can go there. And you know what? I'm thinking maybe I've turned away some good lovers who could totally be rocking my world. I don't know. Right now I don't know what I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. That's what I'm gonna do, guys. 2023, here I come. So the next category that I'm venturing into that's I'm being very specific and pointed about is the BDSM category. I have narrowed down about three guys that I think would be excellent potentials for me to start exploring that dynamic again. I have put it off and put it off and there's been times when I wanted to and I just have never been able to find the right person that made me feel comfortable But believe it or not, all of a sudden, whammo, there's three that I feel very comfortable with. And I'm like, you know what? I think I could start going down this road again. I think I've had enough time and distance and I feel like I'm a kind of a blank, not a blank slate, but you know, where I, God, I want to feel that chemistry and that connection and that just the fucking crazy, amazing hot sex. And there's just something about that dynamic for me that does it. And I want that deep connection that on a personal level and also on a sexual level. For me, that's the magic sauce. Like there's nothing like that than being a submissive to the right dominant. It's fucking magic. It's pussy fucking sex magic right there. Like I get wet for it. My pussy drips for it. I just love it. And I've been very good about you know, not trying to jump into anything that wasn't a good match. 
And there hasn't been any really good, decent matches. And that lane is open and it needs to be filled. So I I do have this one guy that I think I'm sort of leaning towards. And I don't know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to be meeting up with him real soon. We've already done our video chat. And I just feel like, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. It's a very, that's a very narrow, for me, that's a very narrow pond to be fishing in. You know, it's a small pond, I guess. There's not a lot of guys that I that resonate with me in that dynamic. I don't know why. I I think maybe I t- I'm carrying forward maybe some stuff from the past about it, and I'm a little gun shy. That's if I'm being honest. I'm definitely a little gun shy about it. It makes me the most nervous of all the things I could do, really, <laughs> and. Um, but it's the most exciting and thrilling. And so I just feel like, I don't know, I'm ready for it. I want it. I need it. And God damn it, 2023 is going to be my year. <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm saying it right now, guys, I'm going to have fucking great sex and a lot of it. And I want the right people in my orbit. And I'm going to just go out and find them and bring them on in. I would let like if my ideal right now would be a BDSM partner, a couple and maybe one or two fun guys that I can play with and have fun. And that we are we are we are the epitome of friends with benefits that right there. That's a full roster. That is that is those are probably all of the aspects of my sexuality that I want to satisfy and when you break it down that way and you think about it that way, how is one person supposed to fulfill all that? One person cannot do that. And so this is the stuff I keep reminding myself. Like if, if I have a partner, primary partner, and he wants to play as well, then I have to be okay with that. And that's, <laughs> I have to understand it's not personal, right? I'm going to say that and tell somebody, look, it's not personal. Like it doesn't deflect from how much I care about you or love you, whatever the status is. Right. But if you turn that around, I'll openly admit I'm going to, when you turn it around and someone will say the exact same thing to me, I'm like, well, wait a minute now. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm kind of a, a ninny when it comes to this. I'm a little bit of an emotional fledgling uh, when it comes to sharing my toys, (laughs) sharing my stuff and sharing my person. So that if you're not my person, I can share you all day long, but sharing my person, that's a little different, but I'm, I, I feel like the more I'm around other couples that do this and I get to experience it, sort of start to toe dip into that world, that it's really going to be helpful for me overall finding that balance within me that I can expand sexually that way as well. You know, I've done it. I have done it with people that I really, really loved. And the thing of it was, is it, once I really, really love them, it's not my favorite thing. We do it. I do it. I've done it, but it's not my favorite thing. You know, there's just, I want to be, I want to get to the point where I'm like, absolutely 100% just happy and excited for that person to have all of their needs met. And I know that there's people that have mastered that and that can do that. 
and that works for them. I just have to find my way to it. And maybe it's, maybe I don't lose hundred percent, lose that potential jealousy aspect, but maybe I channel that into some kind of erotic jealousy and that's my lane and that's what works for me. Or, you know, like I, I get to watch or maybe, you know, it's like I was talking to the person that actually kind of said this to me in a way that made a lot of sense was I was talking to Kathy over at Strictly Anonymous podcast. And I know we have a lot of the same listeners and she and I talk and she, we were talking about this and she put it in a way that just really kind of like made sense. Well, maybe this would work. This could be a turn on. And I was just like, it might not, you know, I mean, I don't know exactly what what's going to suit me the best, but I know, I feel like there's a way I can get to it and be happy. And that works for me and another person involved if I have a primary partner. So where we can both be fucking each other's brains out, satisfied that way. And each of us gets to have our own separate encounters without it being bothersome to the other person. So let's see where I can go with this guys. (laughs) Anyways, it will definitely, it's something you want to tune into because I am on the path already. I have started down the road. Like I said, I'm just loving this new field app. I don't know what took me so long. You know, who kept telling me to get on there is Clark. He kept recommending it, recommending it because he kept finding all these, like he was in a thruple, he was in a quadruple and you know, he, he's met all these great people on there. And I, and I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I know I should try it. And I think I wasn't quite ready to really maybe venture down the couple road, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's holding me back, but I am so glad I got on there and I feel invigorated and horny (laughs) and excited. So there you go, guys. And also just that I'm, that I'm wanting to get back to the BDSM stuff. That really, I don't know. That feels good. That feels really good to me. That's been missing from my life for a while. And I want to just experience that it's it's weird i never thought i would understand what it was like to be so turned on by a certain sexual aspect a certain sexual modality you know certain feelings that really you can and that you can only get i guess from that type of dynamic and never thought it would be for me god i am so lucky i gosh you know what guys i mean seriously i'm so so lucky that i get to live my life like this and do this and explore i hope you guys like love listening to this i really do i i appreciate that you follow this journey of mine and that you like it too (laughs) it really is fun for me and it makes it feel less lonely i'm not alone as i go out and do this and that i get to share what i'm experiencing and going through it's very therapeutic and it's also just hot to me to be able to document all this stuff and to know where I'm at with it. And I just appreciate if I don't say it enough, guys, I hope I do, but I hope I always tell you how appreciative I am of everybody that listens and everybody that subscribes to the show and supports it. And as I'm going into my seventh year, I'm thinking about how much I've this show has been like the ups and downs and the growth and the progress. And then the, you know, the little setbacks and personally, and as well, you know, the setbacks that I've experienced with growing the show and the just weirdness around sexuality and trying to push, you know, grow the show because it's hard to do that on platforms. This is a vanilla world podcast does not fit neatly in that box, but I think it's important and it's vital and we all need to, 
play a small part in pushing forward the normality of sex that doesn't just fit into one single little category. Either you're in this box or you're a weirdo. No, sex is for everybody. And as long as you have two consenting adults who agree to whatever it is they're doing in a sexual act or in a sexual way, then we are good here. And it, and it should be something that people just don't even think twice about. But instead, it's highly censored. And, you know, my hope is that someday talking about sex in any capacity is a conversation that can be had anytime, anywhere, any place. It's like, how was your breakfast? Very good. Pass me the fruity pebbles. Okay. Yeah. I'm having a threesome today. I better get my energy up. You know, like, actually I don't eat cereal. I don't eat, and I shouldn't, I wouldn't, I shouldn't have said fruity pebbles. You guys know me. I would not eat a sugar cereal at this point. It's more like pass me my protein oatmeal because I'm trying to build some muscle. <laughs> That's what my uh, breakfast table sounds like. All right, guys. Well, we have the new year coming. I hope you guys are getting ready. I hope you have some fun plans. Don't forget voicemails, guys. I love it. I've been getting so many. Please just blow up my voicemail inbox. You help me exercise too, by the way, because a lot of these voicemails I answer when I'm exercising. Usually I've got about an hour of cardio a day. So I sit there, I ride my bike. I have a little table that goes over the bike and I just sit there and multitask. <laughs> get all kinds of fun stuff done. So if you get a breathy voicemail, you know, where I sound like I'm breathing a little heavy, I'm not masturbating. It's me actually exercising, but I do love hearing from you. It's my favorite thing. Just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, click on the pink tab on the right-hand side of any page on the website, and you have five minutes. We can talk about anything you want. I love hearing from you. All right, guys, everyone stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.